Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Regroup Hour. It's wonderful to have you here, and I hope you found somewhere that feels lovely to listen undisturbed. I'm Henny, and I'm fascinated by how building a bedrock of self-care enables deep and lasting change. The Regroup Hour is a regular time for some rest, reflection and relaxation, where I share experiences, knowledge and tools that help us develop clarity, calm and confidence so we can make and manage the changes that we seek. These are all things that have been useful for me personally in some way, and my guests are all people who have either played a part in my own change journey or who have experienced their own deep and lasting change. So it's a gentle hour-ish to take a step away from everything that's going on around you and simply join together with others, virtually through our live events or metaphorically through listening to these recorded sessions to explore what may be useful to you in times of change. It truly is an opportunity to regroup with others and with yourself and settle into whatever this time brings. When I was at university, I had a pair of round, rose-tinted glasses and I wore them all the time. They gave the world this pink-hued view that I loved. And when we think of that expression of looking at the world through rose-tinted spectacles, I think that is what they did for me as well. They softened everything that I looked at and they represent a metaphor for how I think I tried to look at the world when I was, certainly when I was younger, but even as I was growing up, this desire to see everything as better than it was. And it led to me painting very rosy pictures of um, experiences that I'd had and slightly misinterpreting them, actually, or misrepresenting them because I wasn't, I didn't feel able, robust enough, resilient enough, or, or uh, I didn't feel as though if I did talk about them or if, if I felt about them as they actually were, that I would be able to process them fully. So this idea of... Um, seeing the world through a very positive lens, it can get confused with positive psychology, the, which is a sort of growing um, arm of psychology. And it's not about, what I understand now, is that, that that idea of seeing the world positively, it's not about... Um, roast into spectacles it's not about painting an unrealistic view of the world or or averting our gaze from the things that we find challenging it's actually about seeing it all as it is and allowing ourselves to feel the feelings that arise from seeing it as it is and then choosing what we wish to do with that information that we have gathered and choosing how we want to respond, choosing how we want to interpret what we're seeing. 
Um, so that brings me on to an email that I shared recently, which included a blog post from Rick Hansen, who is a psychotherapist and mindfulness teacher. Um, if you haven't come across him, he is also an expert in resilience. So that might be something that you'd want to have a look at. I, I think his work is really interesting, how he combines the science of psychology with his experience as a mindfulness teacher and as a Buddhist and a, med a long-term meditator and how he brings all of that together in how we build resilience. But one of, the, uh, one of his recent blog posts was all about good intentions and about how we can choose to see other people's actions as good intentions and the and this is my interpretation but the, the kind of ripple effect that that has both upon us and also potentially upon them as well and I'm going to talk a little bit about that today so if we take for example um, somebody holding the door open for you now depending on your gender depending on your upbringing depending on uh, how politicized you feel about um, you know that that action of someone holding the door open whether you see it as a as a feminist um, statement or you see it as um, as a gender statement you may have um, a whole range of responses to it so if we just take it as a good intention, if we see it through the lens of good intention and we see it simply as somebody holding the door open for us to make our day a little bit easier and to, um, for them to be able to demonstrate good manners or, or, or for them to be able to say in that gesture, I see you, I see that you are also walking through this doorway that I am passing through and I am here to give you a little gesture of kindness. So that is one way of seeing it. Another way of seeing it, of course, is to see it as a as a patriarchal statement, particularly if you're a woman and it's a man holding the door open, and as a way of asserting dominance over women, as a way of saying, um, oh, you're not strong enough to, to open the door on your own. So if that's how you, how you choose to see it, that's fine, that's okay. There's no judgment here about either one is better than the other. But the, the point here really is to remember that we always have a choice about how we see it. If our uh, knee-jerk response, if our instinctive response is to see it as something which belittles us, then there's an opportunity there just to take a pause and see, okay, is that actually what's going on here? And, and then to, to really listen in to what your, your intuition, your deeper voice, that inner voice is saying to you, and then choose how you wish to respond to, to the information that you receive. Um, and I think there's, there's something else here as well, that even if your deepest uh, intuition says, 
um, yes, it is. It is a way of, of trying to belittle me or it's a way of trying to assert dominance over my womanhood. There is an opportunity there as well to, to choose how you wish to respond internally. So an opportunity, I suppose, is to receive it in the way that you would like it to have been offered to you. So to receive it as a, as a gesture of kindness, as a good intention. And I suppose it's about what we choose to put out into the world can be what we receive. As I'm talking, there's a horse um, knocking over my dog's bowls. I'm sitting in a field in the middle of Shropshire, by the way, so you may be able to hear sheep and um, tractors and the horses and may get a dog barking in a moment as well. So um, just allow the noises to wash through you. <laughs> See it with good intent. Um, so this thing about how we choose to, to experience something is also about what do we choose to fill our own body with. So if we see something as good intention, then it's likely that the emotion and the feelings that will come into our body are, are positive ones. We'll feel, um, we'll get a little bit of a hit of those positive hormones um, that that we generate when when things feel good when we feel positive or alternatively we'll get a hit of those stress-related hormones adrenaline um, maybe cortisol that rise up when we think that something um, is happening to us that we don't like so this moment of taking a pause is really about taking a pause and thinking how do I want to feel how how do I want to be? How do I want to see? How do I want to interpret this person's responses? Because fundamentally, it's your choice. It's your choice how you want to feel. And that comes on to uh, a piece of work, actually, from Tara Brack. So I talk about her quite often on the podcast because she's just an incredible teacher. And she's also a... Um, a colleague, actually, of Rick Hansen's. Um, if you Google both of them, you might come across some teachings that they've done together, which is, uh, they're, they're a really interesting pairing. But one of her messages is around, who are you if everything is okay? I think it's a question to ask ourselves that's incredibly powerful. So if we go through life seeing everything as a battle, seeing everything as uh, something to hurt us, to, to negatively impact us in some way or to try, we see other people's intentions as always trying to get one over us, always trying to get the best of us or, you know, to best us in that sense of, you know, the kind of combative sense, then then we will always be endlessly looking for evidence that that is what is going on. We're, we fill ourselves up with more and more stories that confirm our negative bias of the world. And where positive psychology can help us is that it can help us 
take that moment, take that breath to see, actually, what am I experiencing here? Am I experiencing this person holding the door open for me through a lens of negative confirmation bias built up out of stories that I have gathered around me over the years? Or am I really seeing the truth of what is happening right now, right in this moment? And when we take that that pause and then decide what it is that we want to feel, that can be incredibly powerful and can actually be something that is really deeply transformative about how we see the whole world just in that single gesture of that person holding the door open for us. That reminds me of something as well that often these moments of transformation aren't you know, uh, the angels singing around us and, you know, there being this sort of glorious chorus of angelic voices and, you know, like, oh, it's actually often a, oh, oh, I have a choice there. Oh, I could make a, I could do it differently today. So another example, a really sort of, you know, basic example which I, I think is not so gender based could be um, uh, you're at the supermarket and as you're walking towards the doors of the supermarket somebody offers you their trolley and they've already loaded up their car and um, you walk past the car and they offer you their trolley so you can either see that as an act of generosity as someone who sees you, sees that you need a trolley, sees that they have a trolley and think, oh, I'll give you my trolley because that saves you getting another trolley. Or, of course, you could see it as, oh, well, they're too lazy to go back to the trolley park. They're just dumping it on me instead. Now, both of those stories could be true. But which one makes you feel better? And when you see it as the latter, it leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth. It leaves you with a, a sense that um, that confirmation bias of like, oh God, you know, nobody else is, is really thinking about anybody else. Everyone's just always thinking about themselves. But if you see it as the former, as a kind gesture of good intent, then it creates not only a ripple of good feeling within you, and you have a sense of gratitude and you thank them for it and and you you feel a po the positive impact of somebody having done something kind for you it also creates a ripple for them as well because even if they were being a bit lazy and not taking their trolley back to the trolley park maybe by you saying oh thanks so much and being genuinely grateful, it could make them feel good. And so the next time they do it, maybe they do it in order to get that good feeling again. So they actually do it in order to be kind to the person, not because they're too lazy to take the trolley back to the trolley park. So this reminds me of a book that uh, my husband and I were given for our wedding um, and 
it was one of the we got married many many years ago um but it was one of those wedding presents that really really sticks in your head and it was a small book by Edward de Bono called The Pig of Happiness and if you haven't read it then I urge you to get your hands upon a copy it's something I actually used to give people in my team uh, quite regularly because it's such a beautiful story and it's this idea that this pig was so happy that his happiness gradually spread more and more across the farmyard until at the end even the sheep were smiling and I think this beautifully illustrates that uh, that idea that when we are genuinely grateful, when we are genuinely happy, when we're genuinely content and we and we aim to see the world through that lens of good intention, then it creates this ripple so that others start to see themselves with good intention as well. And ultimately... I think that's really what it's all about. It's about our good intentions to ourselves. So something happened this morning. I'm I'm away uh, with my husband, like I said. I'm in a field with sheep who are... Maybe they're smiling. You never know as I'm talking. Um, and horses. And I've got our two dogs uh, just sort of settled down um, on the grass near me. Um, and... My husband and I, we noticed this morning that uh, some old patterns had sort of had appeared in uh, the way that we were talking to each other. And those old patterns were classic things that often happen on the first day of a holiday where, you know, we've both been really busy. We've both had a lot on. And as you come into the unwind, you can get a little bit irritable. Uh, it's very common for people to be to feel that sort of it's like the swing of the pendulum so when you've been really stressed and the pendulum has swung you know to that to that stress point as it swings back as we relax it kind of over swings the other way and and you can come back into a bit of a feeling of stress because you haven't quite got settled in the unwind of the holiday and so we both noticed that we had like a little bit of snappiness or a little bit of um, irritability in our voices and we called it out and we decided that we didn't want to play out that story, we didn't want to play out that pattern and because we, because we noticed it we then each chose, and this was something I observed, we then each chose, it was, almost, it was quite subtle, but to see each other with our best intent at the forefront rather than to pick up on the irritability and think that it was something to do with us uh, or as, you know, as the other party. Um, and I think this this action of good intention this action of seeing others in their best intent and the action of seeing ourselves with our best intent is as I said before it's incredibly powerful because it means that we're able to observe where our behavior um, may be slightly off kilter and then choose to course correct 
it enables us to observe when someone else's behavior is slightly off kilter. And rather than take it personally, just to accept that it's where they're at in that moment. And it enables us to watch our whole interaction with the world and see what is it that I choose how do I choose to interpret what's happening? And I think a really key point here is this isn't about um, becoming um, becoming so sort of placid or kind of flaccid even that we that we um, stop being able to assert um, ourselves or stop being able to um, to call out when when people are behaving in a way which is not appropriate. It's not about that. It's just about not getting so caught up in the things that really are just confirmation of that negative bias as opposed to something that is truly trying to negatively impact us. So... I think that's it for today. And I'm going to leave you with, um, with just a few sounds. And I really hope that you can capture them on, on this mic. But just a few sounds of what it is like to be sat in this field. And, um, and my good intent to myself is to really, really enjoy this time looking at this incredible view and being outside in nature even though the sky is grey and it looks like it's going to rain I see it all with the best intent and I leave you with a hug and a wave <laughs>